Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans. As we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast, a weekly podcast show dedicated to Everton fans. It was a frustrating afternoon for the Blues on Saturday. A 1-1 draw leaves Everton on six points out of possible 12 available and we're going to talk through that and more. Our guest today, Mark Rothy. Hello, Mark. Hello. My second guest, Rob Astle. Hello, Rob. Hello, mate. And my third guest is a professional boxer and master blue, Tom Farrell. Hello, Tom. How are you you doing? Sound, yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Tom, um... You've taken time out of your day. Thanks very much. You've got plenty of training on, but you've also got um, a fight at the end of the month. Do you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about that first? Yeah, uh, I'm boxing the 29th of September uh, in the Liverpool Olympia. Um, it's good to get back there as a nice venue to box at. Um, and it's my third fight of the year, so I've been quite active. And you know, I'm looking to push on now. It's a bit of a uh, takeover fight, and hopefully I'll be looking to to push on for like a title shot towards the end of the year maybe like December time so yeah it's just about getting back active and getting back in and you know can't wait now and you say the fights at the Olympia it's it's been about I think roughly three years since there was boxing at the Olympia how, how good is it that it's back back there yeah well back when I had my debut I think I had my first three fights there Um, I think I had a little gap where I went to the Echo and then I went back to the uh, the Olympia for my fifth fight uh, and since then, I haven't boxed there. I think it was yeah, 2015, September. Um, yeah, so it's it's good to get back. It's a bit of an iconic venue. Um, but, you know, it definitely needed updating. And, you know, the, the toilets weren't, weren't very pleasant. <laughs> um, you know, I, I quite liked it as a as a boxing venue because it was it was ni- nice, you know, the, the crowd were dead close to it and it had a good feel. But, you know, there was nowhere to even get changed. I think we, we were our changing rooms were in the Grafton next door, so <laughs> we didn't we had a toilet between about ten boxes. So it's good that it's been updated and it's been you know, had a bit of money put into it because it, it definitely needed it and you know, looking forward to, to seeing how it is. So hopefully it has actually changed and they're not just, you know, feeding us with this <laughs> this uh, false false belief. But yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to getting back there. You know, seeing how it is. Does that mean? Does that mean you're gonna st- you can walk through now without your feet sticking to the floor? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it's mad. It, honestly, God, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like I'd be going to the toilets and me in me like me kit, wraps on, gloves ready, and you'd have people bladdered you know, <laughs> trying to get out. So it's, I think they were like unisex toilets as well, where anyone could go in. And just that was just the grannies. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, tell us about your opponent. Any uh, any uh, info on him? Uh, no, I was just saying that I, I got got mentioned that I was meant to be fighting some Finnish Finnish kid, um, who's who's a good opponent and he's been in with some good good uh, good lads, good local lads. One Robbie Davis Jr. from who's from Liverpool, uh, and Jack Carter also. I think I'm only doing a six round, so it was a little bit pointless and put me in with him and like it's deserves like a big bigger fight that over like ten rounds and yeah. so my man just going away and he's looking looking for someone else who, who we can put me in with to get me a bit bit of recognition for. And obviously you have got to win this fight, but if you do, uh, future plans, what what's what are you aiming for? Yeah, uh, well I'm looking at maybe the English title before the year's out. 
Um, the holder of that Sam Mason, he's from up Yorkshire, way, Sheffield way. Um, he's got the title, um, and you know we've we've sparred in the past, so we we know each other. And you know I'm not calling them out, I'm just just <laughs> how it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what me sort of manager that I demand. The British title's getting boxed for next next month, so that's out the equation. So is the Commonwealth on the same show. That's been made fighting for that. Um, so yeah, we're looking at maybe English title level. Um, she 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 would go for that. Yeah, and uh, just tickets for the show. Do you still got tickets available? Yeah, like um, we've got tickets for this one. Um, that's obviously it's three weeks this Saturday. Um, so yeah, if anyone fancies you, come down. Give, give us a little message on Instagram, Twitter, and we'll, we'll sort them out. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, all right then. Well, let's move on to Everton. Uh, yeah. You're a massive fan. Season ticket holder. Go to most yeah. of the games. What's what's more painful, getting punched in the head or watching Everton? Oh, at times, <laughs> <laughs> at times. Last season, it was it was. <laughs> I'd spend the full week training, and then I was going to match with the lads, and I was just thinking, what am I doing? Put myself through this. <laughs> I'd rather have a ten round spar than than going to match. It was, it was very, it was very much like hard work, wasn't it? Last season. So when we started the season and. This this year under Marco Silver, I was a bit apprehensive of what to expect and didn't really know. But I think the first few games we we showed something a little bit different and it looked like we were playing with a bit of intent this this year. And I think last year obviously we had Cumin didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Then we got Allardyce and it was just literally ten men behind the ball. I think we had ten shots in about twenty five games. So I think this year it's looked looked a lot more impressive and looks like we're attacking a little bit better. Um, and then obviously we've had a few mad sendings off which has sort of like stopped us in our tracks yeah. and I think when you look at it we've only had Richarlis- added Richarlison to the squad in the first few games and he's made them a massive impact which I think which showed on, on Saturday when when we, when we missed them it showed that like you know such an he had such an effect on the first few games yeah. and what do you make of Silver as a whole so far like plenty of potential there yeah like I think I think apart from the the zonal marking that he was using, I think he's been he's shown that he's been working on things in training. Like the goal that we scored, I can't remember who it was. I think it was just against Southampton, first home game of the season where we where we made a good little good little play from a free kick, yeah. and Theo Walcott scored. It was like obviously it's quite obvious that he's doing stuff like that in training, um, which is always a good sign. He's, he's thinking about things and you know we're putting them into practice. Yeah, right. Rob, I'll come to you now. <laughs> Would Huddersfield good on Saturday or whatever and just that bad? No, I think you've got to give Huddersfield a bit of credit, really. Um, you know, they, they came with a game plan uh, basically to stop us playing and, and and it worked. You know, from us trying to take a goal kick, you, you look at our goal kicks now, it starts with Pickford putting it out to either the centre-halves, just either side of the penalty area. And they had two met, the two, the two front men marking our two centre half so there's the game plan there's put the start of the game plan out, out the window already because you can't do it otherwise you're putting yourself under pressure and I think they just had I, I, I hate teams who come who play football like that you know we witnessed it last year with Aldice and it's not nice to watch but it, they come with the game plan and they got what they wanted they got their point at the end of the day and yeah fair play to them but and as well they had what was it, 6-1 at, at, at Man City, they got beat 3-0 at home on the opening day against Chelsea, yeah. they got a 0-0 nil, nil against Cardiff, you know what I mean, they had to, they, had, they need to start getting points on the board and it just, it's typical of us that it was, uh, you know, the next game was against us where they did really need to like dig deep and it wasn't a sense of us being that bad, I thought we probably could have done things obviously a little bit better but 
you know, don't take too much away from them, really. Any complaints with the starting lineup? Or no, not really. Um, I think we went, with, you know, we had, we went with what we had. You know, Bernard uh, was meant to play, I think, and was obviously injured. You know, Richarlison was a massive miss. You know, so they, and you know, they, Richarlison, you know, he's our top scorer. He scored, he scored, you know, pretty much all our goals by Walcott's ones this season. You know, he's bound to be a big miss. You know, so no real complaints now. Um, it was what I expected. I didn't expect anything different. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just one of them. You know, it, 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 it is frustrating. You know, it's kind of stopped us in our tracks a little bit, but it's probably proved that. Not burst our bubble as such, but it's it's brought some fans down to earth maybe a bit. Yeah. That Silver's got a lot to work on as well. I was impressed with how we we didn't you know, I, I said before the game, I'm intrigued to see how this team reacts going behind. And we were we were level again thirty seconds later after the after the kickoff. You know, yeah. it was yeah, frustrating, but you know, you've got to give Huddersfield a little bit of credit where where it's due really. Mark, I'll come to you next. Now, I always look forward to a, a proper good Mark Crotty rant. rant. <laughs> um, oh, you can tell he's got one ready as well. Oh, I have one today. <laughs> almost <laughs> to the point where I don't mind if I can get beat because I know Mark will make it better. <laughs> um, Mark, you said before the Rotherham game that you'd almost kind of demanded that Everton won the next three games um, in a row. Mm-hmm. And that's not to be the case. What, is, uh, what went wrong? Um... Yeah, combination of both, wasn't it? It was Huddersfield come with a plan and executed it quite well from from their point of view. Um, and we said on the show last week, didn't we? The only way they're going to score is from a set piece, mm. and they did. Um, from our point of view, and I think why the fans got frustrated was there was just a little bit too much of last season in that performance, I think. I think it just reminded everyone yep. of last season. Like like, there's still work to do. Yeah, mm. and... The two best players for us, I, I thought, were the two new lads again, Zuma and Zinia, were very good. And the rest of it was just a bit slow, a little bit. like the, Obviously, with Walcott going off, there was lack of creativity there. They nullified Sigurdsson, didn't they? I think they thought, if we if we get round him, harass him, it, they're not creating nothing, and that's exactly what happened. So. Well, we'll come on to this, but I thought just with the subs, the right sub would have been to take Davis off and bring Sigurdsson back yeah. to pick out a pass because, like you said, they were just surrounding yeah, him. No, and I it was agree. just, I mean, his work rate was phenomenal. I thought yeah, yeah. he never stopped running, but he just, yeah. on the ball, he just didn't have a chance no. at all. I agree. I, I don't know why he didn't. The subs were a little bit strange, weren't they? I still don't know why the, the Dinia for Baines one happened. Mm. But, 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 but it's we know you love, you know you love Dinia. I think maybe, oh, I maybe just to keep it better, give him a bit of yeah. momentum because he played the, played the game yeah. midweek, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe just run out of legs because they were his first yeah. two games, weren't they? But, yeah, I think if we have this podcast straight after the game, it'll be different when we would be all heads up and going, ah, oh, well, this and that. And But now it's you've had time to sort of reflect and think about it, and it's just one step along in the process of learning, and we're going to be a better side. That There's so many players who weren't playing on Saturday that I can think of five off the top of my head that would walk into the team yeah. already. So as frustrating as the result is, um, yeah, I'll go back to the start of the season with the cautious optimism approach. I'm still... I'm still happy. We're still unbeaten. Still positives. Um, we just got to try and get these performances out of our system and learn how to break these terms down uh, when they come to Goodison. Because 
one or two of them teams are going to come to Goodison and do exactly the same, um, and we have to find an answer, don't we? So yeah, did it? Was that our worst performance of the season so far? Do you think? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, simply because the, the, I mean the two away performances where we had the red cards, they they showed a lot of fight, didn't they? The Southampton game was a little bit of quality, score goals against Rotherham. So it speaks for itself that that was the worst game we watched. Um, is it a positive that we didn't lose that? I think ever teams Everton teams of the past would have potentially lost that and yeah. you know, that's that's not saying we shouldn't be beat Huddersfield at home, of course we should, but I just feel that haven't had time to reflect on that because I was angry after the game. I was yeah. like, you would have got a rant after the game. Um, I've obviously had little time to think and you think, you know what, it's one step along the way. We've got a couple of weeks now to get hopefully Gay gets fit, hopefully Bernard gets fit. One more game for the Charles and suspending, and then and hopefully the likes of me and that start getting getting in the squads now, and then the the personnel are obviously going to improve the performance as well, isn't it? Yeah. So um, Mark mentioned there that teams are going to come to Goodison. Teams like Huddersfield, say for instance, yeah. are going to come in and maybe sit sit in, sit back, maybe not be as um, aggressive or as open as you know the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea. But we're just going to have to deal with that, aren't we? We can't, we can't use that as an excuse, really, for not winning football games. No, I think it's down to your players, and it's a show a bit of cutting edge, and I think we didn't have that to do with Sam Davis and Snardlin. You know, both of them sort of quite deep sitting midfielders and not the best picker of a pass. Um, so it was always going to be hard to break them down. I think you had Schenk Tosin running, running the socks off, but pretty much to no avail and the same with Sigurdsson couldn't really bring them into the game and I think that was sort of because Snarland didn't didn't do much and, but when Tom Davis was trying things it weren't coming off and obviously the crowd were getting on his back so I think he was petrified of, of making another mistake but I think he, he has shown signs of be, being a, a good player hasn't he Tom Davis but I think we relied on, a, on him too much as a bit of a youngster and you know, it's it just one of them I think on, on another day some of the passes he was trying would have worked and would have came off. But yeah, as I said, as uh, you were saying before, Huddersfield, they, they didn't half press well, mm-hmm. continue for the whole game, pressing high, and, and were putting us under pressure. Mm-hmm. I think if you had a look at the stats, I, I don't know who it was, I, I ended up watching um, like a re- review of it, and it was, I would think, I think we had 11 shots, one of which was on target, which was the goal. And then if Huddersfield had nine nine shots with six on mm. target, so like if you, if you look at the game, we probably had the better of the play, but we had one shot on target, which, which highlights a bit of, bit of a bit of a problem. There. I don't think t- so. Obviously, Tosin never had another shot on no, target. Um, well, that's the thing. Like people say that Huddersfield sat in and defended, but they probably were just equal in terms of attempts and, and shots on target as well. They had they had their uh, bits and pieces as well. Didn't they? But counter attacks, like didn't they? I think what some were saying there. Spot on with the Schneider and Davis thing. Davis has got the stick after the game, and he and, and he hasn't progressed as much as we'd like to. However, Schneider has to take more responsibility for me when it's them two. You know, obviously, Gaze seems to be the main man. Schneider on so many occasions just takes that safe option. I've always said that about him. He's, he's a tidy, neat player, it, yeah. but he'll never maybe where Tom Davis will pick yeah. out that, you know, not saying kill a ball, but he'll always look to make something happen. Exactly, and Snardin's going left, right, five yards, not really going anywhere. So the onus falls on a young Tom Davis then. To, it was the same with Rooney though that. last year, yeah. where he, when he was playing in the middle, yeah. and Rooney was, you know, pinging long balls and he yeah. weren't coming off. Yeah. And Four guy, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah. obviously he, can't, he couldn't do it, Rooney, at the time. Can Davis do it? You know, only time's going to tell. Mm. Um, I think maybe that's where the criticism came from Snyder, obviously as well as his attitude last season. Mm. Um, but I think the, the criticism of Davis has been 
uh, rather harsh, to be yeah, honest. Just too safe, Schneider, and he's just too safe. Yeah. Start taking some risks, start t- t- taking responsibility. You're the, you're the senior midfielder out of the two of them. You start looking to like break beyond, you know, like take someone on or do a one-two or do something different. But every single time I notice with him, it's just five yard pass to the full-backs or just didn't. Well, there's nothing really there, and as and, and that falls then on Davis, which I'm sure we're going to get onto talking about him anyway. But I think I want to defend Schneider in here a little bit. I mean. Uh, Love it, love the bait. <laughs> Tom Tom Davis didn't, you know, it's it's he didn't have the best of games, and I felt with Sigurdsson being so isolated, and Jang Toshin, you know, both had two men on them at a time and things like that. I think, I think Schneiderlin played it safe a lot of the time because he was scared of being overrun in midfield. So when he did when he did win the ball, it was right. I just need to get rid of this now and play it, you know, play it safe rather than. Rather than try and distribute it forward, when the two, when when your forward men are isolated and he's trying, he's got Tom Davis who's already struggling. He's just trying to make sure that nothing gets through him. And I think, I think if it just a guy was in that midfield, it would have been a completely different game um, for either of them. To tell you the truth, whether it be for Tom Davis or um, Schneiderlin, but yeah, I just think touch unfair on Schneiderlin there. I think they, um, guy's got a lot more energy than Schneiderlin, yeah, so yeah. when he's you know Schneiderlin might not do a lot more running. Than, than guy than guy would but like I say I think Davis is still so young though isn't he yeah. do you know what I mean some, um, of the, some of the criticism he got I think was massively massively unjust he did have a poor game though I he mean, did oh, yeah, not to, you know, I'm not disputing it yeah but I mean to, to, to say he's you know he's not a, he's not a good player and things like that and, and, and it turned into per, you know things I saw on Twitter like personal attacks towards him and things it's completely unwarranted like the lad's 20 you know what I mean he's still learning we spoke about this the other week Davis is still learning and he's he's got to learn to fit in the style of play as well. He's gone through. I think this is his third manager he's played under now, and it's he, he's not. You know, he needs a consistent potential run of games to start seeing the full effect of him as well. And yeah, just I think it's the pressure more than anything. Which yeah, again, I've re- yeah. I won't repeat it again. But I feel like again, he should have just gone out on the season. But that's just my opinion. Mm. I don't know what what mm-hmm. people think about that. Does um. Can, can the referees take any blame for the... Always. <laughs> well, obviously, always, I know yeah. you say that, but... Regardless, <laughs> they always do, don't they? He I don't know. petty as anything, wasn't he? He's just so yeah. petty. It's classic Stuart Atwell, it was. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean, from the from from minute one, every single throw in Huddersfield yeah. had, it was taking at least 30 seconds for them to go and take it. And all he had to do... He was on a yellow card earlier as well. Yeah. He could have easily been off a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know... Uh, it was the same lad who kept got. It was I think it was the lad who scored, wasn't it? Who, Billings, who was ta- yeah. Yeah, he was taking all the taking all the throw-ins. All he had to do was go up to him and say, "Listen, mate, any more of that, you're off." Because like like Tom said there, he was booked. Hmm. You know, it's he was booked in the first couple of minutes. Wasn't he? Do you know, know what? Yeah. I think I think that's where we missed Wayne Rooney because Wayne Rooney would have been in the refs here. Yeah, you had no one. Like you, you were looking for someone in our team to go. Come on, ref, have a word. He's yeah. he's taking he's taking the mic and it's only like mm-hmm. half an hour gone. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And then in the second half, you know, I think it was a punch that Tom probably would have been proud of it on Jen Tosin <laughs> at the end. You know, I know, that was you know, he proper I didn't even notice that until afterwards. And I suppose that's another case of VAR, I suppose, but at the same time, you know, he's just been lamped. It's not yeah, and then it's a forearm smash. And isn't it? there was a, in the middle of the in the middle of the second half, in the middle of the park. Again, I don't know who it was, but I think it was Davis pulled pulled someone back. Don't get me wrong, Davis committed the foul, but the Huddersfield player swings at him mm. and doesn't do anything. The referee doesn't do anything. And it just felt it was... He just didn't let it flow. 
at all. And I can criticise referees all day long. I, I think every single one in the Premier League loves being a celebrity. You know, it, it's not about refereeing a game. It's about look at me. You know, I'm here. I'm in charge. You know, it, it's not about keeping control of a game. It's about for them. It's about like making making themselves known. And it, it, I don't even think what VAR can do in the Premier League because at the end of the day, you're still going to have the same corrupt inefficient referees sitting behind the telly screen hmm. at the end of the day and he had a really poor game Stuart Atwell on Saturday and you know he won't be the first to have one at Goodison this year either Tom like Huddersfield obviously again it goes back to like teams coming to Goodison and like trying to frustrate we know these teams are going to time waste like did the did the fans get frustrated too early do you think from from the moment <coughs> that Huddersfield had a throw in like Rob said they were taking 30 seconds to a minute yeah like, should we not be more professional? Not just the fans, I mean the players. Should the players not be more professional, but should the fans maybe not be a bit more bit more patient? Because I think it filters down to the pitch, especially as the match goes on and, you know, you're not, it's not going the way you want it to go. Yeah, definitely. I think the atmosphere hasn't been fantastic at Goodison for a while, as in, you know, it goes back to when Ross Barkley was, was first getting all, all the stick and, you know, I, I've been in the Gladys and, and like the same people who were moaning, like moaning past themselves, like then when some when when they scored, they soon changed the tune. I think, I think their fans need to be a l- little bit more positive from from the off. And you know when the, when when Goodison gets going, it's it's a good place to be in. Like you know, as as a as a scouser, I'm sure all of us love to be play, playing for Everton. So we need to get behind the players a little bit more. And and you know, I think think the, the sort of positive vibes will rub off and. Know the team will start playing well. Yeah, Mark, do you think that the frustration filtered from the stands down to the pitch, or was it just? It always does, doesn't it? Just that you can see the players get nervous. I think it's a good point Tom's just made there about Barkley. He was the last fall guy, really, wasn't he? And now sort of Tom Davis is taking that mantle. Why do we do it to our own? You know, yeah, Tom Davis never had a great game. He hasn't progressed like I thought he would. But lads, sort of living the dream. He's playing forever, and he's doing what we all wanted to do while he's on the pitch. I'd support anything he done, you know what I mean? So get behind him and all that. Then after the game, I'll talk to my mates in the pub or on Twitter or whatever and have a chat with people and say, you know what, I think Tom Davis was terrible there or whatever. But during the 90 minutes, the fans have to get behind them because otherwise they're not going to play better by you getting on the backs. That's just that's just never happened. No. Do you know what I mean? What gets behind them is that when you say, come on, lad, and if you've got 30,000, especially all the ones close to the pitch, all screaming, you're getting behind you. That's when you've seen the better Everton performances, as far as I'm concerned. We don't learn as a fan base, do we? It's just We just get frustrated. We just get, like, early doors now as well. Like you say, I felt that sort of frustration in the first half, even after the equaliser. Mm. Um and I just felt at half time we're not we're not winning this game because I could just sense the tension and the frustration around the place. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what the answer is, but we we have to be better as a fan base and mm. getting behind the players, and especially getting behind the the local lads who who, who want to do well. Because um, otherwise, Tom Davis is just going to go the same way as Barkley did, and can't wait to get off. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. Did they talk about this? But Rob, did did he make the right substitutions? <sighs> Obviously, probably not because they didn't really make any. Yeah, any on the game. I, I mean, I think the whole crowd was expecting Sigurdsson to drop deep, Tom Davis to go off. But yeah, I, th- I think 
Silver made the best of what you know, made the best of what he could to tell you the truth. You know, we had we had Nias Carvot Lewin and Jen Tosin on the pitch, um, with probably n- little or no service in the end. Um, but I think I think given the injuries and suspensions, I, I, I think he was kind of out of not out of options as such, but it just it, it was he made the best of what he could, and obviously it didn't pay off. You know, and. The the Baines uh, Dinier substitution was a strange, a strange one, but you know that's just like a straight swap though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it was but but when you had Dahl on the bench, who was an attack, you know, who could have come on as an attacking option to give some service to the strikers, I thought it might have been a, was a bit strange, but yeah, I think the only substitution I think we'll probably have a, bit, a few complaints about is probably Tom Davis shouldn't have finished the ninety, hmm. and you know come off and um, Mitch Sigurdsson would have dropped deeper. Yeah. Sorry. Tom Davis actually did finish the 90, didn't he? Sigurdsson shouldn't have come off. He should have dropped deeper and Tom Davis would have, um, should have come off. Should have come off, yeah. So what happens with um, Davis now then, Tom? Like, does he, does Silva take him off the team? Does he still give him a run? Rob said there he feels like he needs a consistent run of games to maybe get that form back. Is, is that the answer or does he take him out now and just try and settle him down? I think, I think it's got to be a balance, hasn't it? I think it's got to be, I think if him and, Sigurdsson are playing together they don't really complement each other mm. they're both doing the sort of same role neither of them we're picking we're picking the right passes so I think it's got to be it's got to be dependent on to, on who he's in there with whether Sigurdsson's dropped in with him or obviously if Gay's come back I think if Gay Gay can do all the running Tom Davis is I think better prefer the forward yeah. Link, yeah. linking the play up intricate passes into the yeah, box well, and stuff like that he's not scared to try stuff so let him try it up up by the by their goal rather than losing possession like closer closer to their own, do you know what I mean? So I think it's better I think we've seen the best of him when he was taking people on and scoring scoring boss goals um when when he's fared the forward. So I think gay gay sort of allows that. I think the way they were playing on Saturday they were both quite deep and not really having any impact on the game. So yeah, I think it depends who who you sort of put him in there with. Um, I think he he played obviously I know it was only against Rotherham but he played better midweek played, when yeah. he was when he used to do doing like a bit and even down a bit further back but yeah Sam will tell but Sam I think he's definitely he's definitely got something I don't think he's he's a bad player at all just obviously a bit of pressure on him um, there's always massive pressure from the Everton fans anyway because we just want it straight away don't yeah, we yeah. obviously Sam will tell tell with him but no he's def- definitely a good player and he's definitely definitely a, a, a Good Edmonton centre midfield, isn't it? Yeah, um, Mark. One player that I don't want to say you were, you were critical of on Twitter, but or I don't even want to say you don't think he was good enough. But what what was it that you said you you don't think he's mobile enough? Tosin, is that? Yeah, it's just not an observation from Saturday. It's just what I've seen of him so far. I think yeah. he works really hard, and the fans buy into that, don't they? Um, what a fear in the system because he wants to play with, with like a three with two forwards and an essential striker. Is that he doesn't offer that pace or mobility that I'd, I'd like to see in a striker. Um, is he that type? He's not that type of player. That's not his fault, is, yeah. is it? Because he was here mm. before Silver's come. I just think long term, Silver will look for the. I seen someone who mentioned it today. Was it Ian Wright mentioned getting Marcus Rashford to Everton? Someone of that ilk, yeah. who can play on the shoulder, who's gonna, who's gonna um, have that explosive pace and and give Sigurdsson that sort of option. Who can as soon as he picks the ball up, he's gone. You can put it in the channel. You can play it in the. I don't think Tosin gives us that, and that's just another sort of um, 
not a problem, but something that we have to work on long term in terms of getting in behind a defence that's structured and set is that tiny little bit of uh, an explosive ten yard burst of pace that takes him back. Similar to what Rom probably had at yeah. one stage, wasn't he? Um, so it's not a slant on Tosin. It's not that you know that I dislike him. I just don't think he suits us. That's just my opinion. Um, it's probably a controversial one. No, no. I mean, is that? Is that going to be or pose a problem in fu- in the future? Like he said, um, Silver didn't buy him, mm-hmm. but we paid what twenty seven mm-hmm. million for him in January. Mm-hmm. You know, is that you know what has he scored? Five goals, I think, in fifteen, and he hasn't scored this season. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever way you, you whatever way you want to look at that return, yeah. you know, it's 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 okay, isn't it? Um, but does that mean we're going to have to go out and spend another well, 50, 60 million on it? We've got on your one loan, yeah, yeah. what I've seen of him, he's that sort of right, striker okay. that might fit into that. And again, I think he might, you know, he might look at that um, for next season. But we've got him now, and we've got to try and work with him. And I was having a debate with the lads as well, and you know, it was like a halfy half thing. People saying, yeah, I understand, but people are saying, oh, he needs the service. He needs the service. I say, yeah, the, every striker needs service, but when it's not going for you, when the games are tight. I want your striker to sort of be able to do something out the norm, like pick up the ball one, two, or get, I never see him shoot from 25 yards. I never see him try and take anyone on. I never, do, you, do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. I'll it, counter it, it that one. He did, he did have that shot in the first half. In the half. first half, yeah, <laughs> that shot. Um, it was unlucky though, it was unlucky, I thought. But that, that, that's, that's what I mean that I want from your striker in that system is to be able to produce something. Yeah. Uh, out of the norm, out of the blue, have you got that? And I yeah, don't so think he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's doing it. Though. That's the problem, does he? You can definitely uh, do that out of the blue. <laughs> uh, just, just, just touching on um, on Mark's point there. I don't think it'll be long until we see mm-hmm. Richardson play through the middle. That as well, yeah. I really don't. I don't. Uh, we'll have Bernard coming down the right um, or the, or the left with Walcott um, on the other side, and I think. Yeah, it's that burst of pace, you know, that that little through ball which might have worked on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got if you've got a if you've got a mobile striker up front, it might have worked maybe if you'd have put Dominic Calvert Lewin cent- in a cent- in a central role on Saturday. You know, it, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I think Tosin has got a role in this team. He's he's very similar to the Firmino role. But we have got to start adding more to his game to, you know, forget the selfless play. Put yourself in the box, mate. Put yourself in there. Get yourself in there. Let make give give yourself make yourself an option. Don't it's got to be goals though, hasn't it? Yeah. Surely. But don't just don't just make yourself the, the fella who you know. Oh, we can get her up to toast and he can hold it for two or three seconds and mm. he distributes it out wide. It doesn't work. It's not going. That's not going to cut it. You know, you need to have more to it. And I think I think th- there is something there for him, but it needs to start coming thick and fast, really. Um, but but I do believe eventually we are going to have the Charles and through well, the middle. He's just being picked by Brazil as the number nine. As the he? number nine, yeah. So, you know, you know, if Brazil are looking at him and thinking, yet yeah, this lad can play central yeah. with his height, his strength, his pace, and his eye for goal, create something out of nothing. I agree with Rob. Yeah, I think Silver might actually earmark that as something for us for the future. Do, um, do you think the more when we get you know our settled defence, which you would probably mm-hmm. say is Zuma and Mina, and yeah. we would pro- possibly start pushing up the pitch more? Do you think that would push well push Tosin up the pitch more and getting him in, into them more dangerous areas? You know, the box like the fox in the box type thing where he's he's. He's like the spearhead right in the middle of it where maybe mm. crosses or passes are going into him. Just remains to be seen, I suppose, on that one. I, th- I just don't think he's looked a threat this season so far. I don't you know, I haven't looked at him and thought, yeah, he, he looks he's like he's going to score goals or create or whatever. Yeah, I just don't see him 
doing the, you know being a threat or he'll, he'll get a goal today I've not felt that about him um, and in a team that's actually doing a lot better offensively than last season you'd, you'd have thought that he'd have mucked in with a couple of goals by now but he hasn't um, it's a debate for us to have isn't it so that's my point of view my point of view is that definitely long term how quick that is depends on what, what he's going to do with Richarlison but I definitely think long term he's going to want a quick pacey mobile striker in that front three without a doubt mm. do we need an out and out goal scorer don't we and mm-hmm. when you mentioned Rash before like you could even argue that he, he doesn't he hasn't been chipping in with many goals as you mean even when he's been playing he's got the pace and mm. he, he's he's creative but even him even for United he hasn't yeah. he hasn't scored a lot I think Ian Wright was saying because um, Mourinho's been playing him out left and then leaving yeah. him out and then Shop 10 and minutes at the end if he got a consistent run through the middle for a club like Everton he said I can see Rashford scoring 20 goals for Everton and then mm. that was Ian Wright's point and I thought yeah you've got you've got a point there if not Rashford someone who's similar sort of yeah. so that's yeah, a normal yeah. yeah. are you uh, are you a Tolson fan now Tom? Do you know what? I've put 20 quid on every game to score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, 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 I Not gonna, anymore. I was going to leave it. I, wa- I, was, I was going to do it. Like, I wasn't going to do it. And I thought, I'll end up not doing it. And he'll score first. So I ended up back, back on him again. And uh, yeah, so I'm, Don't do it against West Ham. Yeah. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a few, <laughs> few quid down. No, thanks to Tosin. But. Oh, bloody hell. Um, all right, then one player who's been a bit of a hot topic on this podcast probably all summer is Adam Ola-Lukman. He's he's basically stayed. Um, came on on Saturday and kind of created that one chance, didn't he? Where it was, you know, just away from Carvalho, and I think it was. Are we now that he's staying? Because I don't know about you. I I thought the dream would have been for him to have come on on Saturday and either created the goal or scored some sort of a world. He he didn't. Have we got too much expectation now on on Luckman? I think I think he he can definitely play a part. I don't. Obviously he. I think he got felt he felt hard done by didn't he weren't getting a sniff last season so he went out on loan. And obviously when he when he's come back in, he's been a bit, you know, pissed off and said he said he wanted to leave, but he's here now and I think he's a good player and he can de- definitely definitely do a job for us. You have seen when he come on he had that little bit of little bit of flair about him. Um I think we obviously expected quite a bit from him, but he only show he always showed glimpses in, in a game where we didn't create much anyway, so yeah. I think he can definitely come in. The fans need to be patient. He, he created our, our best chance in the second half, didn't he? You know, and I think patience is is key. You know, he, he's he probably categorised him in the Tom Davis kind of role, wouldn't you? As well, in in that similar situation, just be patient with them, let them bed in. You know, and he, he he's got something. At the end of the day, you know. Uh, he can turn a game on a Ted, he can take a man on and you know, he was close to doing it on Saturday. You know, he put that ball across the goal and we had three players slide in and not one of them touched it. You know what I mean? It was the closest we came. Yeah. And, you know, you know, patience is key. He's not gonna be an automatic starter, you know, unless suspensions and injuries mount up. But yeah. Are you are you happy stayed that he stayed, Mark? Yeah, we had the chat yeah, just before yeah. the deadline, didn't mean I said I'm open that we can get through till the deadline and he's still here. Yeah. And he's got nothing else to do but knuckle down and get on with it. Um, and like, yeah, so we have, we have to be a bit patient, but at the same time, he's got to show the fans that he wants to be here. A good interview or something along the long, mm. along the lines in the next week or two from the club or something from like him that. saying, "Yeah, listen, I'm so, I'm sorry about the me. It was all over the place, but I'm here. I realise I'm at a big club and and I want to do well. Um, that would go a long way, I think." Um, but ultimately, it's going to be performances on the pitch. He he will get game time. We said this last week, didn't we? 
there's going to be times where, and, and, and said Walcott was injury prone, he goes, yeah. <laughs> Richarlison suspended, he's going to get game time, so it's up to him to, to take that chance. And if he comes on and scores or creates a goal and stuff like that, I think Silver's the type of manager to say, the place is yours to lose. Um, whether whether it's Walcott or whatever, you know, if he comes in and does well, it's it's it, it the shirt is. Um, Let's face it, Richardson's getting injured for Brazil anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably mean. come back with crack, won't he? Every every time he, he goes down, my heart was my heart's oh, been in yeah. and and then you just sort of realise he's one of the players. Yeah, he's he's going to be he's going to be going down at yeah, every yeah. given opportunity. Yeah. I, he, that first game I could do something against Southampton yeah. he don't know how many times he went down but every time I was like that's it he's gone <laughs> yeah, like, season he, over that's yeah. it 40 <laughs> million he's finished yeah. and then he'd be up running down the pitch again so I think yeah. going back going back to Luchman here though I think what was really interesting is on deadline day there wasn't a murmur nothing from RB Leipzig absolutely nothing no bid no nothing and you know I, I think Everton stands finally you know they finally listened to it if they yeah. want, if they'd have wanted them that much they'd have offered the money at the end of the day mm-hmm. And you know he's ours now until at least January, so it's time for the lads to knuckle down. And well, I, I can't see him going nowhere in January, so yeah, I think we've got the, him for the mm. season now, haven't we? Um, but but a good option me for me, as I say, you've, you're going to have Bernard Fit, Luckman, Richarlison, and Walcott who can all play wide, and of them, potentially Richarlison and Walcott can play through the middle as well. So if you compare that to what we were watching last season, um, Wales apart in it. Seen the the echo done the um the, the ins and outs didn't they? They have seen that today. Right. Twenty four outs. Did you see that? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Twenty four. And there's and there's not one that I would have kept. The, the, the <laughs> overhaul. The overhaul's fantastic. It's for for the first summer window. It's absolutely. That's, that is massive. To be interesting to see what that's like on a on the wage bill as well. Yeah, because we've got six in and twenty four mm. out, so we've got a better <laughs> squad and and save money. So. Brands is rolling in. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's why, that's why he never goes downstairs at half time, you know, just that. He just sits in his seat, he's constantly looking at his phone. That's With his missus. That's all he's doing, is, <laughs> that's all he's doing is selling players. Yeah, that's, that's it. All right, well. You can get rid of that now. I know, yeah. I'm surprised. Um, I feel like we've, we're going to finish on a positive here. Everyone's, everyone's happy, everyone's smiling. What positives can we take then going into the West Ham game? Dead them. <laughs> Don't say that. Know, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen as well? Uh, Pellegrini's gone on holiday. Yeah, it just mirrors. Do you know what? It mirrors exactly how Kuman yeah. was with us. You know, he, I think it had to be on the golf course. He, he went to Portugal or Barcelona, didn't he? And it was like, yeah. come on, mate. You know, we're struggling in the league, and you've gone on holiday, mm-hmm. and you've got players to work with there. And it, it, they're similar kind of signings as well. The players who, who just aren't really fitting at um, fitting the bill at the minute. And I was reading a West Ham Twitter page, and it's funny watching them have meltdowns, but. On a serious note, it, it mirrors exactly how we were last year. It was, yeah. it was poor, poor spending, poor management, and I, it's going to be tough for them to get out of this. You know, I think they are probably you know they need to start picking points up. I think they got us. They've got Chelsea and United all coming up, and it, it, it's a tough running what they've got, and it's, they've got to start getting something soon. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the family thing. Uh, sorry, the holiday thing, but he could have gone back for family reasons because I think he's gone back to Chile, hasn't he? Yeah. Um. So. That's by the by, but I think if you'd planned the holiday and you were bottom of the league, you, you would cancel that holiday. For me, <laughs> yeah, I would anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know mean, uh, no matter what, I think every Everton fan, if that was, I think every Everton fan did rage over that last year. Mm-hmm. That Kuma went on holiday, and you know, it, it, that's what the end of the season's for, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, 
four four weeks into the season going on holiday. And, and, and I read as well today they've only got four players who've gone on international duty. So other than that, he's got a full team to work with yeah. there. Yeah. So we give them time off for at least a week there. And that, that that's that's dangerous. That you know, and I, I think we've got. I don't know how many we've got a, we've got on, on internationality, but you can guarantee Marco Silva's going to be on that training pitch with everybody who's still there. Well, I know Pellegrini's away for a week. He's not back till next Monday, but mm. the players are back in training on Wednesday and the assistants and the coaches are taking it. So, from that point of view, if you're a player turning up for training, and you're managing you know, why should I be bothered if he's not yeah. here? He's away in Chile for a week. And, that, and I think that's what was happening with Koeman. He was on he was on the golf course like yeah. four times and he was on the training ground. And yeah, so... Oh, it scares me a bit as an Evertonian yeah. that they've it's got cla- nothing, the rubbish and... It's classic playing Everton, isn't it? Playing yeah. isn't it? It's, the it, it, it's just like Huddersfield, isn't it? Yeah. Huddersfield all over again. You know, there's, there's an element of fear now because, you know, they were in a bad room of form, West Ham are in a bad room of form and it's classic Everton that they play, you know, <laughs> they play us next and... Break the door. Yeah, it's just, it's just got... <laughs> it's, just got it, it. it's got Everton nil, uh, West Ham oh, one, Mark Noble, Penn, like 90th minute or something like oh, that, isn't it? It's shut just, up, will you? <laughs> I think it's meant to be positive. And it? Yeah. I think <laughs> the one big positive for me, though, is the fact that, what, three or four of our deadline day signings haven't even, yeah, haven't even played the game. So, you know, that's got to be... Mm. It's not even our team, really, is it? It's not Silver's team. We've, that's what I was saying before. Like, we've showed signs of improvement mm-hmm. just by adding Richarlison. Yeah. Like... The team is exactly the same, apart from apart from him, really. So, I think uh, with there's, there's more to come, isn't there? Obviously, it's mm. going to get better. Hopefully, I'm excited to see the team he puts out against West Ham because you know Yeri Mean is supposed to be fit. You know we'll have to see where you know hopefully Bernard's up to, you know is fit to play and you know it, it's it's unknown quantities and it, I always you know it's one thing you always do like as a football fan is watching a new player play and you know mm-hmm. you kind of get behind him a bit more and be it, it'd be great to see the new lads like mm-hmm. all all start and you know. Get you know, get right behind them, like we were just saying before. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not get frustrated, let's go straight in at them, let's get the crowd going. And there's some exciting players in that team who you know, I'm sure the fans mm-hmm. are really looking forward to seeing. I think if if Saturday was our team, I'd be a bit worried, yeah. But as I say, we know what's got to come in. And if you name your first 11, the, the new lads are in it because one, we've seen them play for, for the previous clubs and we've seen them play for countries and the quality players, two. Silver's bought them in, so he knows what he wants and yeah. he knows where the positions are needed. And as you know, we end up being campaigning to see me and Azuma together for ages because <laughs> I've just wanted uh, two dominant centre half on the pitch anyway. On yeah. the pitch, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Gomez. I think Gomez is, is going to be an automatic shoe for that number six role when he's fit. So there's so much to be positive about. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, we are still unbeaten, and we just got to start learning how to turn them frustrating draws into wins and with the better personnel ready to come in I think we'll do that alright well I think that's a, a good place to leave it um, lads thanks very much for coming in I appreciate it Mark Rob and uh, Tom um, just to mention again Tom tickets for the, the fight on the 29th of September is that right if yeah message you on uh, Instagram and Twitter give us a shout yeah yeah absolutely uh, good luck for that fight as well thanks very much yeah, good luck. Um, we're going to be back again um, to preview the West Ham game um, on the 12th of September which is a Wednesday which is uh, next week. Um, so, lads, once again, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. No problems. Thanks, Thanks You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.